Amen. Well, we took some time with the preliminaries, but I do have some things on my heart today, and I'm going to ask your, your grace. Last Sunday was the first service of the year, and I thought it was very appropriate what God spoke through our brother Tim Dodd. Today is the second service, and I've had some things on my heart the last few weeks, and as we're facing a new year, and I'm I'm going to need your grace to be able to express what's on my heart today. And I, I want to just say this before we read the scripture. We, we're in a new year, and we could say, well, this is what we did last year, and this is... I don't want us to approach it casually. Amen. We, we were reminded very early on the third day of the year by events on how fragile life is. And we don't know when we're going to be called to go or when we're going to be called on high. So let's not approach it casually, but we're not also going to approach it with fear and or a sense of doom. That's not the way we're going to approach this year. And neither are we going to approach it with all of the ongoings of the world around us, the many voices, the news, the distractions. That's not going to guide us through. And I want to say I want to look this morning at the Word of God, which is infallible. And that's the very thing that we need to focus on. And not only do we need to focus on the Word, but we need to focus on Him who walks with us. Because He is walking with us even now. So let's turn. Let's just maybe before we change, let's just sing a chorus. And I, I want to just... Just to, just to change the orders, let's just sing, I need thee, I need thee. I don't know how you feel. Maybe you're confident in yourself and you got it all together. But I'm going to say something. We need him more than we've ever needed him before. Can we agree on that? Let's sing this. I need in this building we're taught that we couldn't even lift our hands except there'd be a spirit in us 
to cause those hands to go up. Lord, we recognize we're in this flesh. We recognize that we've got our, in, our, our limitations. We've got our humanity. And as a prophet would even say, we've got our flusterations. And we're in a world that is falling apart. Lord, and in the midst of all of that, we believe that you're still God. And we're asking this morning that the Spirit of God would minister to us today. Lord, I'm insufficient, but I've tried to yield myself. And now I'm asking, take this service into your hands. Lord, we need the leadership of the Holy Ghost. We need you to speak to us, Lord. And Father, as much as I've labored to try to find the mind of God for this morning, now I'm asking that every one of us would take and put aside our thoughts, our humanity, and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Take this service into your hands now. Bless everyone that's here. And hear the cry of our hearts, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you to you all, to the musicians. God bless you. Sure appreciated the song this morning, the songs that were sung. Also appreciated the special. Thank you so much for it. It was a blessing. Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. And we'll also turn in Isaiah chapter 30. This is going to be a little bit of the preamble to the text, but I to need to just maybe, as I asked you for grace, just to establish maybe some of my thoughts. I was speaking with Brother Andrew yesterday and they had a young people service god bless all that came out i said it it's not that we don't have word we have plenty of word but we need to find the mind for every service so we we just have so much time but we want to make much of this time isaiah 28 well let's start the reading in verse 5 in that day shall the lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty unto the residue of his people, and for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. That's, that's where we're at, but the world can't see that. Now, verse 7. But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. All tables are full of vomit and filthiness so that there is no place clean. That's in politics. That's in the world around us. That's in much of the religious world. And the Bible would say in Revelation 17, they were drunk. There was a whore, they were drunk with the wine of her fornication. But there is a people that will not be defiled. They have a garment that they can put on them. Verse 9, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and are drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, Line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. 
And with, for with stammering lips and another tongue shall he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. I'm going to just ask you to be remain standing as we turn to one more scripture in Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. But you said, no, for we will flee upon horses. Therefore shall you flee. So now, this is man looking for a hiding place. There's trouble. You know, and God's saying, come to me. This is, this is your hiding place. Say, no, I, I've got this. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I got something that, I'm, that I can, I'm secure in. This horse, okay, well, in this horse, because of that, you're going to run, you're going to flee the same way. We will ride upon the swift. He says, therefore, shall they pursue, that they that pursue you be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one, at the rebuke of five shall flee, till you be left as a beacon on the top of a mountain and as an ensign on a hill. Verse 18. And therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you, and therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you, for the Lord is a God of judgment Blessed are all they that wait upon him. Verse 19, For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction... Yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. God bless his word. You may have your seats. Now, I'm, I'm using that as a backdrop to the text that I want to take this morning, but my text will be John 18, and, and it's in, in verse 28, and we're going to read this scene, and it is a scene, and I'm going to take some time with it if I can, because spirits don't die, and history repeats itself and as Brother Branham would say, in types and in shadows, these help you to understand where you're at. And uh, it's, it's in the types and the shadows, and that's why it's so important to read your Bible and pray every day. And not just to read it like a newspaper, but to think on it and say, what's the Lord doing, and how's He doing this, and how... And, and to see his ways and to know him and to be acquainted with him. There is a symphony 
that is beating out in this last day. John chapter 18, verse 28. Now, I'm going to read through this. I'm going to come back and expound on it, but let's just catch this scene. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphasus into the hall of judgment. And it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, that lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to them and said, What accusation bring you against this man? And they answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto him, Take you him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. So in other words, they had a predetermined result. This man's going to die, and we can't do it, but Pilate can do it. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, saying, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of truth heareth my voice. Pilate said unto him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto him, them, I find in him no fault at all. I'm going to just read two verses from 1 John. You don't have to turn to it. 1 John 17, sorry, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So really as a subtitle I'm drawing from the phrase, as he is, so are we in this world. But a title I'm going to use is God's Spirit in flesh in the world then and now. And I want to just use this. I'm going to go back to uh, John chapter 18. So if you keep that up, Brother Mark. But um, I, I used this quotation at New Year's. It's from the message Shalom. Shalom. And I 
went out on New Year's Day and I went for a walk and listened to the whole message again and, and I, I just marvel at how current the message is. It was relevant in 1964. It's relevant today. And Brother Branham would, would just say these words. Now it's not to turn a new page. It's to turn to the Word and see what the Word promises for today. So it's not, okay, last year was 2021. This is 2022. We'll just do this this way. No, now we are in a season of time that, that is not just turning a calendar anymore. There are events that are in motion that cannot be stopped. And we're a part of all of it. We're right in the middle of it. Now he'd say, I, I, I'm not going to read the whole quote, but he says, changing the page or changing the calendars doesn't change time. A lot of people say the old year's gone, throw away the old December calendar and put up a new one. That's what the new year's means to them. To me, I want to see what's promised for the day. I want to know what the light of the hour is so I know how to walk in it. I want to know where I'm living, what age I'm in, how far up the road I am. And as he said, as Paul said, forgetting those things that are in the past, I press, I press towards the mark, the high calling, the complete identification when all time will fade into eternity when Jesus comes. Now, I, I'm just reading a little bit more of this. And he says, as David did, put your future into his hands. Psalms 31, which says, my time is in his hand. It was on the morning that Brother Ken passed away, and we were texting each other, and I actually quoted this scripture to him in my text. And an hour and a half later, he was gone. But Brother Ken was in a good place before he left, and he's in a good place where he is now. And that confidence I have in God. Brother Branham would say, my time belongs to him. I am his. I'm in his hands because he holds the time. I don't know what the future is, but I know he holds the future. So he who holds the future holds me. It's not where, how am I going to find my way through the COVID world we live in? How am I going to navigate my way through? No, in the middle of all of this, God's eyes are on a people. And we need to have our rest and our confidence on that. And he says, so he who holds the future holds me. I just put myself in his hands. I walk like David did. My time is in his hand. Knowing that God held the future, David didn't know what the future was, but he knew that God had the future. I don't know what the future is. None of us do, but we know he holds the future. Now, Brother Branham would also say, and this will be 
line upon line, precept upon precept. He said, patience, some of us gets in such a hurry. Many a good man has done that. You get into a hurry and you want to do it yourself. Now everybody has an opinion on what the right way is. Everybody has an opinion. But inside of you, there's an inner man. That's, that's sometimes our flesh. Our flesh is governed by insecurities. Our flesh is governed by our nature. But inside of you is a stabilizing force that we need to learn to listen to more and more. He said, many of a good man, you get in a hurry, you want to do it yourself. Now many men impatient, believing the time is near, you try to do something within yourself. Wait upon the Lord. Patience is a virtue. If you can have patience, it's a virtue. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Don't try to get ahead of the Lord. It's not they that try to tell the Lord, Lord, I know you want me to do this. Don't do that. Wait on the Lord. The Bible says they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, I'm, I'm using this thought of the God, God's spirit in flesh. Now, we are in our flesh. And as Brother Branham would say, um, and, and really the vessel and the messenger God used in this age, he gave us an insight into two worlds. And in fact, it's, it's a statement he used, and I'm going to just reference a little bit. But he's, he's in a prayer line in 1953, and he's saying, now everybody be real reverent. Now I'm, I'm saying these two worlds didn't exist when just when Brother Branham was there, but they exist right now. These two worlds are at play, but sometimes we live on the plane of one world, not seeing the other dimension. And I'm saying it's there, and we need to be aware of it. And the window, the eyes of a prophet are the window into that other world. I will say the message we've received did not come from the intellect of William Branham. The message we've received did not just come by a gift that was sent to God, but it came by God himself speaking from another dimension right to where we're at right now. And we need to look at the message that way. And we need to look at our services that way. There's a human part to this minister. There's a human part to the other ministers. But there's a God part that he also works through. And sometimes we come to church and we say, oh, that's brother so-and-so, that's so-and-so, and that's his mannerisms. But we need to look past that. And we need to say, Lord, what is the Spirit saying to the church? Are you with me this morning? So he would say, friends, be real reverent. We're, you're living in two worlds at the same time. As I evaluated this last year, and I look at what I call gains and losses, because we had some gains, 
and we had some losses. And you might look at the natural part of your life and say, well, I lost out on this. I lost out on this. I lost on that. But spiritually, we need to look and say, where am I today compared to this last year? Well, COVID came and I couldn't do such and such. I don't think that hinders what God is doing in his people. Now he says, you're living in two worlds. The angel of the Lord you see in this picture is here right now. The messenger has gone. The angel of the Lord has not gone. When when God spoke to Moses, he said, I am come down. First Exodus. I am come down. And I send you. And so Moses was the messenger. Brother Branham was the messenger. But that angel also followed them. In the, in the first exodus, he said, I send my angel as you go into the enemy, as you go into face things, that angel will go before you. Not necessarily Moses will go before you, but the heavenly angel will go before you. He's a part of your prayers. He's a part of the message of the hour. And we need to see him. He is here. He says, now the angel of the Lord you see on the picture is here. Every spirit in the building is subject to me by Jesus Christ at this time. Every spirit. Now you talk about a man who knows where he was standing. And he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I take possession possession." of every spirit in this building. Now, I, I couldn't dare to say it, but I, I can say I'm called to take possession over the things that govern the part that I play. Just like a father is designed to take possession of the things that come into his home, just like a mother has a right to take possession over things that concern her children, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Two worlds. He says, be reverent. Prayer line. You don't realize, friends, you're in two worlds. I'm not beside myself. I know what I'm doing, but it just upsets you. There's no need of trying to explain it. Be reverent. Now he says, you're living in two worlds at the same time. You're in a dimension that the world knows nothing about. There's no way to explain it. And he says, and I, 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 I'm just going to say it this way. We like to put things in black and white. We like to, we like to defer, define things in geographical terms. We like to put things in, in an element that we can see taste, feel, and touch. But I will say, the two worlds that we're living in, we we live in, I I just marveled how, as I was thinking on this thought, and I won't really get into it fully today, but I I just realized, you know, we, we used to do cash transactions. And after a while, I know when banking machines came out, we talked about a cashless society. Oh, I'm not getting one of those. Now you can hardly live without them. And, and transactions occur in a world you can't even see. Now, this is, this is just still part of the natural world. 
but it's increasingly becoming less and less about a border that you can see, but it's a border that creeps in on us. Now, I just used that one example. I need, I need to just stay with my thought here today. A vision causes you to be in two worlds at the same time. You're in this world now, yet you're in another world, and you're speaking over there, knowing your voice is heard back here. Place yourself there once and see what it'll do for you. I, I see more and more, and, and when I look at the message, I don't just look at the words on the paper, but I'm, I'm capturing a vision, and I'm seeing where we are in time. And, and I believe the prophet taught us the same thing, and I believe he walked in that, and I believe Jesus also walked in that. And Jesus would say, now is my time come. In other words, he saw that what happened, it didn't on the surface look like anything, but he recognized <coughs> the time had changed, something had changed. Now, I'm, I'm going to go to this scene, um, John chapter 18, verse 28. And I want you just to stay with me as I do this. And I want you to think about what was back then because the Bible said, as he was, so are we in this world. Now, here is Jesus, the one who had escaped every time they tried to get him. They led him to a top of a hill and he went out among them. They went to get him here. They went to do this. And now, just a few days prior... He's, he's the one who, who had rebuffed the Pharisees. He rebuffed the lawyers. He cast down their arguments. Demons were cast out. They recognized this voice, this God, this kingdom. And he also had a people that followed him. They had the Jews, natural, who were tired of the bondage of Rome. And they said, this is a general. He's going to lead us out. We're going to destroy Rome. And they tacked onto, and that's the place they put him in. But that's not the place he walked in. Because a few days prior, they came to him, betrayed by Judas. They came to him in the garden, and they said, we're looking for Jesus. And he stepped forward and said, I'm here. I give myself up willingly. Now, I'll tell you what. That threw his disciples for a loop. It threw Peter for a loop. And he says, hold on a second. And Peter remembered, he says, Lord, they'll never take you. Now, that's Peter in the flesh. That's us in the flesh. I'm tired of these restrictions. They won't come on me. Well, hold on a second. God knows that. Don't get in your flesh. Stay in the spirit. Allow God to work. Don't try and do it yourself. This Jesus came and he stood and he says, I'm here. He recognized the time had changed. And it was so astounding to them that when they said, and they, the Bible says they fell backwards. No, it can't be. As it was then, so it is now. Now, he, this Jesus gives himself up. Now to one of his disciples, he thought, there's no way. And he got out the sword, and he aimed, and he missed. Good thing he missed, because he only clipped the ear. He wasn't aiming for the ear, friends. 
If he was, he was he's a really good marksman. <laughs> and here's Jesus. He picks up the ear in the middle of all of this. He picks up the ear and he puts it back on. Sorry, that was one of my zealous disciples. Friends, who is possessing us? What is possessing you and me? Is it the Spirit of Christ? Is it the Word that's been given to us? Or is it our flesh that is taking control? I'm, I'm, I'm saying all of this for a reason. Let me Give me grace this morning. And to the outside world, this looked like, wow, is he ever weak? And the world looks at us and says, you're weak. But inside of us, there's something. Now, the next scene is he's standing in a judgment hall, verse 28. They led Jesus from Caiaphas into the hall of the judgment. Now, here's an interesting thing. The Jews themselves would not go into the judgment hall. Oh, we're, we're willing to betray you, but we don't want to be touched by this. If that isn't the spirit of the world today, the world tries to cancel its past sins. As Brother Branham would talk about, the Catholic Church, they took the, the priests that had burned Joan of Arc and they threw the, the bones in the river as if that was going to cancel the spirit that existed in the church then and still exists now. Listen, friends, that, 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 that spirit that's so nice and ecumenical, murder lies in her unrepentant heart. It's still that way today. We need to focus not on what we see with our eyes, but on what God has told us is true. Less and less of what you read in the media and more and more of what God is telling us. The world tries to cancel past sins. Oh, we'll just blot that name out. And it, and it, and it doesn't, and it's like they never had a part of us. And it, and it seemingly justifies where they're at now. You can't do that way, friends. There's only one thing that can take, take it off of God's record book. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. And don't try and do some earthly deed. I'll put this off and then I'll be okay. Or I'll put somebody in a negative light so I can be in a higher light. We're way beyond that, friends. We are standing before him with whom we have to do. We are not standing before other people, other nations. We're standing before the righteous judge in the hall of judgment again. And I'm not standing outside and putting it on someone else. I'm the one that's standing in judgment. Every church service is a judgment to us. It's a cleansing. It's the place we need to be. If you've just come to a place, if I come to a place, I'll put myself in the same shoes, where I think I've got it all under control, I know where I'm at, and I don't need any more, that's a dangerous place to be. Because if you can't see the word washing you, cleansing you, not just in a one-time meeting, 
not just overstreaming somebody else, but on a daily basis in your home prayer life, in our church services, we need to see God molding and shaping us to what He has in mind for us. This is our judgment hall. <laughs> so they wouldn't go into the judgment hall lest they be defiled. So Pilate has to go out to them and says, what accusation do you bring? And so they, they bring the, the, this. Let me, let me just read something. Brother Branham, I so appreciate the messenger. I, I want to speak one day here in the upcoming service. Just on, this might sound crude, but on a denominational spirit. Because we, we hear a statement like, this message will never denominate. So we feel justified to sit here and say, we're not a denomination. But yet we can act like a denomination with a denominational spirit if we're not careful. And if you stop growing you start to take on a rigidity and you begin to take on a denominational spirit. But you cannot denominate Christ the Word. And if He lives in you, it will project and you'll keep growing. You'll keep increasing in love. You'll keep increasing in discernment. You'll keep increasing in knowledge and strength. But you can't camp down. That's another message, sorry. But there's, that's the preview. That's the trailer. <coughs> Thank you. So, so here is Brother Branham speaking in a message, identification. And he would use these words, talking about America. All she is, I am. All her glory is my glory. All her shame is my shame. That's why we can stand in the hall of judgment. Not proud, not standing outside, but here. As Brother Ray, you took that song this morning. By grace, I was a sinner. I was lost, I was nothing. But his mercy found me. He is still precious to me. I can look back and see it all, but he wipes it off. It's not me justifying myself. And friends, if you have that, if you're somewhere you feel secure, allow him to wash you. Stand in the hall of judgment this morning, knowing all my past and all my everything is all in him. He says, all her shame is mine. If she has done shameful things... I stand her reproach. If she receives glory, I receive glory with her. I'm identified with her. America has to stand for America's shame, all America's glory. All she is, she will, you are identified with it. And he would say, you know, to be an American, I must be identified with them. I'm born here. I, I take all of the shame and the glory. And he says, I must never... If I, I must never forget this. To be a true American citizen, I must remember what I am and what my nation is to be identified with that nation. Yeah. 
I'm going to say, friends, we are not Canadians. We are not even Albertans or Edmontonians, or we're not even just members of End Time Message Tabernacle. We are part of a body. We are a part of Christ. Let's never forget that. The devil will try to bring separation and division, but don't ever let it come in here. Brother Harold would, would make a statement years ago. He said, you might have a university degree, you might have everything you have, and you might think you're someone. But the minute you walk into church, check out your degree, throw it out the window, you're a brother, you're a sister to everyone else in here, no one higher than anyone else. <laughs> the devil wants you to think, oh, I'm, I'm of this or I'm of that. No. We're of none of these things. We're Christians. Read the preamble to Christ, the mystery of God revealed. If one rises up and there's a click or there's this, have nothing to do with it. Don't go down that road. You love them anyhow, Brother Branham would say. Sometimes it's hard, but love them anyhow. Now, he says so much more. This is in... You want to listen to the message, spiritual amnesia, you can get all of this in here. Now he also says, now to be a true Christian, you have to be the same. All he was, all he was, I'm identified with him. Whatever Christians has been, whatever believers has been, every believer is now identified with that same person. And then he just goes down the road. And he said, I was with him when he called Abraham. I was with him when he took his stand on thus saith the Lord and said, I'm going to have that baby. He's identifying that spirit that was in him. That spirit still goes today. We don't want to take on the world spirit. We want to take on the spirit of Christ. It's alive, but we need to identify with it. I was with Joseph when he was rejected of his brothers. I was with Jacob the night he wrestled with an angel. I was with Moses when he went to Egypt. I was with them all. And I was with Brother Branham when he stood for this word. He may not be here, but the spirit that he carried, that spirit is still in a people today. And I think we need to be zealous over that. That's our real identification. It's not on some card that you carry to get a pass somewhere. That's not our identification. Or to not have it, that's not our identification. Our identification is Christ and Christ alone. Now, I've got to stay on this here. Let's go to verse 33. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Now, I want you to think for a minute about who Pilate was. This is a leader of a nation. The Romans were schooled. They were military men. They were ruthless. They knew how to deal with situations. They, they had faced many a person coming before that judgment hall before. And Pilate was in a position of power, and he had just heard what the religious leaders of the day said, and he says, okay, I'll follow it through. You've given me a mandate. I'm going to follow it through. And now he says, Pilate answers him and says, 
called Jesus, said, Art thou the king of the Jews? Pilate, in a position of authority, Jesus down here, seemingly weak. But watch this scene as it unfolds. Jesus said, yeah, I know. He answers with a question. And Jesus answered, sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it to thee of me? I'll tell you what, Pilate didn't expect that. You answer a question with a question. You know what we need to do? We need to start to change the narrative. The devil, the devil wants us to take sides one way or the other. And if we're not careful, we start answering his question, but we answer it because the Bible would tell us, or the prophet would tell us, we have the answer to the devil's question. Jesus had the answer to the devil's question. And the answer was, don't go down the path that the enemy is leading you in. So, <coughs> he says, did, did you come to this yourself? No, a pilot starts to, hey, what's this? I haven't encountered this kind of a spirit before. Now he's starting, now it's Pilate that's on the defensive. And there's somebody standing before him who knows where he's standing. And he's not standing for the Jews or hoping he can get out because Pilate might let him out. He's not standing there. Let me just say, he's not an anti-Jew or anti-Pharisee. Neither is he for Pilate that he may gain favor. He knows where he's standing. And we need to know where we're standing. We need to know that we don't have to follow the spirits that are prevalent in the world today. We don't have to take sides. We don't have to take camps. And we don't need to proclaim the world's agenda. We need to proclaim God's agenda. Now, invisible union. The bride knows where she stands. She is very few. There won't be many saved, just a very, very, very few. You say thousands, but that's through 2,000 years, every age. There's a lengthy quote here out of Christ the Mystery, but I'm going to summarize it. <clears throat> He said, I've seen all kinds of manifestations that are fleshly. That's carnal. But I'm talking about the headship of Christ. Being personally identified by the original headship, we have the answer to the devil's question. Now, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get this answer by listening to the news. You're not going to get this answer by, by getting on a chat and communicating. You're going to get this answer by God. <clears throat> You're not going to get this answer by, by even, someone will say, well, it's, it's tapes only. It's the pure word. Yeah, it is the pure word. But I'm going to say, it's not in the hands of Brother Branham. Yeah. 
and you're not going to get your answer from Brother Branham. Don't let that shock you. You're going to get your answer because flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. You're going to get it because God's going to make it real to you. And you understand, I'm not under William Branham. I am under Christ. So many are falling in love with a messenger, deifying the messenger like he has all the answers and he knew it. He was a man just like you and I are. He had to lean on Christ just like you and I do. If he were here today, he'd be looking to him. But we put it in. If, if you're in this, you're okay. No, it isn't. What are you identified with? Christ and Christ alone. Not what are you standing against. What are you identified with? Well, I'm identified with the Jews that are outside the the judgment hall, or I'm against them. No, that isn't the narrative. And the narrative isn't, I hope to gain some favor from you, Pilate. I hope that you can make a way and make it easier for me. That isn't the narrative. No, I'm leaning on one thing. I'm leaning on Christ and Christ alone. Friends, the shuck is pulling away. It's time for the seed. And Brother Bannon would say, it's seed time. It's bride time for the bride to stand on herself. But we measure so much by the atmosphere around us. And when it's cold, it's hard not to do that. (laughs) But we measure spirituality by those that we associate with. We measure it by the church we attend, we measure it by the meeting, if it meets our thing or not. But what, what do I bring to the meeting? What's the spirit that you bring to the meeting? Before you start to identify everybody else, the focus inside is today, is what am I doing to change things? Because within you is the power to change things. Within Jesus was the power to stand in a situation and be able to keep his relationship and walk with God. And that power is in a bride today. It's not just, well, I'll, I'll... Listen, there are believers in this message that have run to foreign countries because they think it's safer. There is no hiding place. There's only one place. It's in Christ. And you can say, well, I'm going to safeguard myself. I'm going to make myself aware of everything. You, you can do that till the cows come home, as they would say. You can beat yourself to death and all of that. But I'll say you can insulate yourself if you stay in Christ. And in Christ is all spiritual blessings. In Christ is your peace. In Christ is your safety. In Christ is everything you need. Jesus allowed. He allowed himself to be delivered up. He allowed himself to go to the judgment hall. He allowed, even his servants didn't want him to go there. But he allowed himself. He allowed three Hebrew children to walk into a fire. He allowed them to walk where they felt the fire. He allowed them, and, and listen, they didn't know how it would happen. Their testimony p- proclaimed it. They said, even if he doesn't deliver us, even if he doesn't, we will trust him. 
And he allowed them to go in before he actually stood. We don't know how far he will allow us to go. But the one thing we know, I know in whom I have believed. I know that he was with me. He's walking with me. And I'll say this, to know he's going to meet you in the fire means you need to know him before. You need to be in the right channel. You need to be in a relationship. You need to be on talking terms. You need to know he spoke to you. When you read the Bible, something jumped. That was you, Lord. I thank you for that. You, you communicate with him. You talk to him. When you come to a service, Lord, the, the message was going this way, and then something came out of nowhere. You dropped that in right for me. Thank you for that, Lord. I, I'm walking with you. He says, now, let's just finish. He says, verse 35. Listen, we need to change the narrative. Don't kowtow or kowtow, what do they say? Don't cater to what the world wants you to cater. Media pushes your buttons. Tell you what, you ever want to get your blood boil? Listen to the House of Parliament as they debate once in a while. And you say, we elected these guys? We pay their salaries? I'll tell you what, I, I have to turn that off. I have a doctor that I, I know, a client doctor, that I, and he says, and he, he would always send me these things about Trudeau this and Trudeau that, and, and then this leader that. They're all, they're all, in, in, they're not part of our kingdom. They're not part of our economy. It's not in liberals. It's not in conservatives. It's not in vaxes. It's not in anti-vaxes. It's not in any of these things. It's in Christ. Change the narrative. Don't, don't follow down the word the way they want you to do it. And whatever you do, don't bring it into the house of the Lord. You keep it, if you got an opinion, keep it out there. But when you're in here, you build up the body. Build up one another. We are going home soon. Don't get distracted. Don't allow those things to come against you. you got to know where you're standing. Jesus knew. So Jesus asked him a question. Did others tell it to thee? Pilate's on the defensive. Pilate answers, am I a Jew? What are you doing? He says, your own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Now Jesus answers, says, my kingdom is not of this world. <laughs> Otherwise, my servants would fight. <laughs> now, he just had one of his servants fighting for him. But he also told his servant, Peter, after a while, when I come in you, then you're going to do like I did. You're going to be, you're going to die a death similar. Peter didn't have it then. I think we, we ought to see we are not like the world. We are not even like the church world. If you're taking your cue from the church world, we had somebody call and say, such and such a church is shut down. Are you going to rally us with us and stand with us? I says, listen, I appreciate the stand that they're doing, but, but they're also missing the part that is reserved for the bride. I'm not called to go and demonstrate. I'm not called. Listen, you can, you can take whatever you want. As I said, you can get your news from one of three sources. You can get it from the general news. 
and, and, and half of what you believe, what you hear there isn't true. You can get it from conspiracy sources that are designed to push your buttons and get you going down a path. And half of that has got a wrong agenda too. And I say, that's not our agenda. That's not our question. Listen, you, you can take whatever conspiracy theory you want. They talk about the flat earth theory. Like there, there's a whole association. There's gatherings on the flat earth theory. And they'll gather together and then they'll, they'll have gatherings and they'll say, okay, well, listen, such and such an, an astronaut went up and they looked and they took pictures and it's round. They're lying. That's their answer. <laughs> Winston Churchill said a fanatic is somebody who can't change his mind and doesn't change the subject. Now, you can't change them. And they say, well... The Americans and the Russians are at odds with one another. And he says, how come the Russians saw a, a round earth too? They're all lying. Oh, yeah, everybody's lying. Listen, what does the flat earth have to do with me making the rapture? And what does your conspiracy have to do with you making the rapture? If, it's, if it was done by a lab in China or it was done whatever, God allowed it. And just say, Lord, in the midst of this, you're walking with the people. Let me hear your voice. But they, they push your buttons. Listen, I'm in the flesh as much as anybody. I, I, I looked at one of those tags that comes up on your phone you know, such and such, and I go, and I listen to it, and then it jumps to another link and to another link. By the time I got three links down, I was like angry. And I'm going, well, hold it. What's this got to do with anything? Forgive me, Lord. What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Listen, I'm just speaking from my heart this morning. My servants would fight. <laughs> My, oh, my. We need to recognize there's two forces in the world. There's two spirits. There's the spirits of demons. There's the spirits of politics and religion, and those are all coming together. Okay? But we also need to recognize there's another spirit on the earth. And the prophet actually brings it in a threefold manner, too. He says, whatever the spirit says, the prophet says, and the bride will say. So that's where I want to find myself, in the pages of the Bible. I want to find myself in, in, in the place where God's Spirit, as it was in Jesus, could be in me, in this world, this world that's falling apart. And so I'm asking the question, whose voice are we carrying? Are we carrying the voice that the, the devil is wanting us to carry, or are we carrying God's voice? You know, there's parts of the message that, that, that are so, if I can say it, that, that we latch on to because of our personality, that we latch on to because of, of uh, if I could say, what we've been taught sometimes. And, and when we do that, we, we sometimes miss what God is saying to us if we're open and, 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 and this, this is just, I want to just share this. this. This last week, it was just in a narrative put out by Brother Owen Jorgensen. But he talks about a speaker who says, your beliefs act as a set of filters 
that screen out information that is inconsistent with them. In other words, he says, you do not necessarily believe what you see, but rather you see what you already believe. Now, we're not living in an age where we minor on justification, where we minor on sanctification, or, you know, we even minor on, you know, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is when you jump up and you're emotional. You know, you, you can do that in a church and you can you could say, you know, Brother Bram said the real Pentecostal spirit will never leave. Ah, a whole bunch of people jump up. And then you take the same quote, a different a quote and says, and Brother Bram says, you can receive the Holy Ghost without sensation. And a whole group of other people jump up. And it polarizes. But really, the truth is on both sides. So you don't find yourself way over there or way over there. But you recognize, I need to draw from some of that, some of that. We're never going back to what Pentecost had at Azusa. It's higher than that. That doesn't mean we throw it out either. Just like we carry an element of justification, sanctification, but we're beyond those things. We're moving higher. So don't get, you know, when the media pushes your buttons, that same enemy can come into our churches and say, I'm on that camp, I'm on that camp. Years ago, I was, I was, I was with somebody, and, and they said, well, are you, are, you, are you a tape camp or are you a, a fivefold camp? I, I'm actually, I didn't know where there was a camp. I'm in Christ. I'm not in either one of those. You can put me in a box, but in Christ, I'm not boxed up. I'm free. There is liberty in Christ. So don't go down those camps. Oh my, some of you didn't expect to hear this today. Can you say amen to the word? Amen. Say, Lord, if I'm wrong, wash me today. Don't let my mind be so fixed that I see only one thing and I can't be changed anymore. But Lord, allow the word to wash me. This is not Brother Ed's opinion. This is the word that's washing us. I told you I'm speaking from my heart. I got lots of quotes I bypassed already. Whose voice are we carrying? What are we being formed to? Because there's channels that are starting to ingrain themselves. Judas started to go down a channel that he could never escape from. There, there was others. Pilate went down a channel and it brought him together with Herod on the same day. They were enemies, but they were brought together when the word came on the scene. They were brought into a channel. Our political leaders are being brought into a channel. It's bringing together nations that, that have nothing to do with each other, but they're beginning to align together. Why? Because they're, they're in a channel. But I'm saying the bride is not in any of those channels. She's a different people. She's a different group. Those in the bride do only his will. No one can make them do otherwise. They have thus saith the Lord, or they stand still. They know it has to be God in them doing the works. Fulfilling his own word. He did not complete all his work while in the earthly ministry. So now he works in and through the bride. She knows that. For it was not yet time for him to do certain things he must do. He will fulfill through the bride the work which he left for this time. And do I know what it is? No. Do you know what it is? No. But I walk with him. I could read to you today different, different places in here. I could have, I was debating to put a PowerPoint up. 
and, and take some past news of past years. I, I looked up one of the headlines for the year 2000, Y2K. And these were the news headlines coming into January 1st that year. All power will be lost. Automobiles with chips in them are going to stop operating. And your computers will not work anymore. The banking system's going to fail. And everybody was fearful. Now what if I came out to you and said today, the chips that are there, would you listen to it anymore? It's old news. It's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with where you and I are going. I could bring out, as Brother Branham did, you know, in a time when there was the Cold War, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and it was like fearful, and this, and this, and this, and in the middle of it all, Brother Branham said, don't fear communism. And if, if you could hear the voice of God today, don't fear COVID, don't fear what's going on in the world, don't fear on those things, but you listen to me, hear my voice. It's old news. It'll be old news in a few years. Don't get caught up with it. Focus. Jesus says, or Brother Branham says, recognizing your day. The church has not recognized her day. Now, I want you just to say, well, we as a message, don't say we as a message this morning. We as a church, don't say that this morning. I'm going to ask you a question. What do you say the message is? What is the message to you? Where do you go in your thought life? Where do you go when you pick up the message? This, this, is, this is pertinent because we don't know when we're going to call, be called to cross over. And when we cross over, we won't be able to add anything to our character because that's what God's working on. And you might have opinions and insecurities and thoughts, but I'll say this, your character is what allows you to override those things sometimes. Your character is the expression of Christ that he's desiring to see. That's what Pilate saw. He didn't see somebody who was on one camp or the other. All he saw was the word being displayed. Now, he says, national force put Israel in her homeland. National force will put the church in the world council of churches. All whose names were not written on the Lamb's book of life will take the mark of the beast. No matter what you do to stop from it, you might not take it here, but you'll be hunted down in the tribulation. But if you have the seal of God, then you can actually go somewhere. Listen, I'm, Brother Branham says, the power of God will put the people in the bride. The world forces this way, the world forces that way, but God forces upward. The Spirit of God, which is the Word of God, my word is spirit and life will put the bride in her place. You're not going to get it out there, there, but you'll get it in a walk with God. You don't even get it by just being identified with the message or with this church. You get it because you walk with God. Let me, let me read this as, as I just said a minute ago. 
What is the message to you? I'm asking that question this morning. Now, that's a good place to sit, Brother Branham says, where two ways meets yours and God's. Be, be very honest with yourself this morning. Well, I know what Brother Ed wants me to say. Don't, don't think that. I know what my mom and dad wants me. Don't think that either. What is the message to you? He said, where two ways meet, yours and God's, your idea and His. In Jesus' time, the Jews were looking for a militant leader. Was that what the message was? In Jesus' time, His disciples were looking for Him to rise up, and some of His disciples. But there was one disciple named John who had an intimate relationship. He said, your own thoughts about Him and what His Word says He is what you think He is, and what the Word says He is. So in other words, I can have different thoughts than what's actually true. Oh, wash me this morning, Lord. Wash me as I listen to the tapes. Allow me to be changed, Lord. What the message of the hour is to your thinking, what the message of the hour is to His Word. That's the difference Sit there and think it over a little while. I want to be washed by the water of the Word. I, I need to just, just let me, just give me a couple more minutes and then we'll close. Go with me for a moment to Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Brother Ed, this is kind of not what I expected. Let me just give you a story. There's a young boy. He's had some disappointments. He's sitting on the couch, doesn't know what to do, doesn't have a job, doesn't have ambition. The dad comes home, said, you are good for nothing. When I was your age, I already did this and this and this. Is that helping that boy? The mother comes along, oh, my poor darling, comes and feeds him breakfast in bed. Is that helping that boy? No. <laughs> but somewhere in the middle, there's a way. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to rebuke. I'm trying to say, as Jesus had to stand in the middle with all this background noise, so we have to stand and say, here, Lord, you're pushing me forward. Let me move as you direct me. You would say, well, I'm not, I'm not a couch potato. I'm not laying in bed. Well, whatever you have, you've got something. Otherwise, if we were perfect, the rapture would go. And if you are perfect, then you'll be praying for us that are not perfect. I'm putting myself in the group that's not perfect. Matthew 22, verse 41. The Pharisees were gathered together. Jesus asked them, saying, what think you of Christ? Whose son is he? They said unto him, the son of David. Now, was this answer a revelation to them? It was a narrative that they'd heard in their churches, that they'd heard in everywhere. And then and Jesus, just to upend them. And that's what's happening this morning. He's just upending you a little bit. Saying, he says unto him, how then does David in the spirit call him Lord? Saying, 
The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? Uh, now, they, they just were trying to absorb all these questions. And, and the next verse says, And no man was able to answer him a word, neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Now, Jesus did knowing what manner of spirit was in them. But he also speaks to us knowing our heart wants to be right. And he wants to pull you into him. Say, come up a little higher this morning. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I, I'm going to have to leave another scripture I had. We, we'll leave it. But I, I want to just take, take as, as we finish this morning, I want you just to take a few points, if you don't mind. And Brother Branham, if I can just summarize some of the thoughts I said. Winston Churchill once said, and I, I quoted him earlier, but I'm not quoting him. I just came across some quotes, and I thought, those were good. And I thought, he said, if you want to make a point, he says, make it really hard, and then back off, and then hit it again, and once you think you've done it, then hit it really hard once more. Now, I maybe haven't done it like Winston Churchill. And, and Brother Harold was really good at this. I, I may not have done it the way Brother Harold would do it. But I, I'm just going to give you a few things. And I'm not... I'm glad it's a week after New Year's because all the resolutions that you made a week ago, they're gone already. You're not there. You're not under that pressure anymore. Right? Good. Learn to put boundaries on what you're doing. Don't put so much time on social media, on gaming, and on distractions that will not help you. Now, once in a while... Hey, sit down and have a good board game. Have a laugh. Have, do something. Go listen to a documentary. Do things. But learn to put boundaries. Put yourself in a position to win. Learn to take time just to read your Bible and pray every day. Make it your first thought before you actually go anywhere. We were just together the other day and someone shared at the table and said... I used to get up in the morning and I, before I knew it, I'd answered an email, then I did a text and did all these things, and I learned that that was not helping me. So I didn't even look at those things, and the first thing I did is I put on the Bible or I put on a tape, and I said I didn't even go to those other things till later in the day because I wanted God to have first place. Now, that, this is the most difficult thing you'll ever do, to put God first, to read and pray. But make it a habit. Amen. Make it a good habit. Amen. This is not about do's and don'ts. Recognizes the influences that come upon you and what they're affecting you with. In other words, I listen to this news and it causes me to get riled up. Is that really what God wants us to do? No. You can get riled up for a cause or against a cause. I was... I was in a room with, with some believers the other day, and one was just the typical narrative of the day, saying, it's people like you that don't get vaccinated that make it difficult for me to enjoy life. Believer to believer? What's that got to do with anything? And you can turn it around the other way. No, don't allow those influences. If you harbor them, bring them first before the throne of God before you would ever repeat them and consider what you would do if you would say it to someone else. You haven't heard us going one way or the other way here. 
We're proclaiming one truth. That's God in a people. And stay with that. Recognize where, where you're getting your influences, how you're getting it, and then recognize, I need another news source. This is the one that I need. This involves discipline, a daily walk, and a walk alone. You can gain your walk coming to church. That's a part of it. You can gain it by, by, by fellowshipping with believers. That's a part of it. But if you don't have a personal element to your walk, if you can't come to a place where you walk with God alone, don't expect that when the rapture call comes and, and, and you, and you want to be a part of it when you've never talked to him. Brother Ed, this is not what I was expecting. Two worlds that you live in. You live in this world of chaos and noise around us, but you also live in the flesh, and your flesh is not invincible. Learn to put boundaries around your flesh. What you watch, what you see, what you associate with, put boundaries. Jesus himself had to pray much to stay in fellowship with the spirit that was in him. Recognize you have a humanity. Recognize that there's a physical and a spiritual. Brother Branham, that actually caused him great, great grief after the seals because he thought this, this great revelation brought into the heavenlies, brought into a place that was reserved for the messenger of this age alone, and he came back down, and he became troubled because he could see people carrying on the same old way. And he had to get up the next morning and carry out the trash. And you can have a wonderful meeting, and the next day you got to go to work. You're a welder, you're a plumber, you're an architect, even an office worker. You know, whatever you are. Carpenter, whatever it may be. But you still live in this world. You're going to have some setbacks. You're going to have some failures. Don't let that bring you down. If you're in Christ, he paid it all. He's taken care of it already. He knew what it would be. He knew where you're living at. If you found yourself this morning saying, Lord, I was wrong, be in a spirit that will say, Lord, I confess that I was wrong. I'm not going to try and cover my sins. I'm not going to try and to, to do my own thing. But Lord, I want to be found in you. And if I found in you, I'll have fellowship with my brother and sister. You need to have the ability to forget like God can. Okay? I had a setback there. I'm not going to let the devil bring it up time and time again. I'm going to move on with God. Is that all right this morning? This is not just positive thinking. Listen, let's just take one last scripture. This is in, this is just Jesus when he comes to a, a place. It's not the one in Mark. What's the other one for the Mark that I gave you? Luke, can you put that up? <coughs> Listen, the musicians can come already. Uh, that'll, that'll tell you I'm, I'm closing. Usually when you say you're closing, people just sit up. Oh, wow. Let's go. <laughs> I'm closing. It's okay. If you did sit up, good. <laughs> that's fine. Don't be condemned. Luke 9, chapter 51. And it came to pass when the time was that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Let's have a focus. Let's have a purpose. Let's have a place that we're going. I'm going home soon. 
This world's going to be left behind. Your job's going to be left behind. The troubles are going to be left behind. The banking system's going to be behind. The rules and regulations are going to be left behind. All of these things are not going to be a part of that kingdom. So let's focus on that kingdom. As Jesus came to that point, we need to come to that point. All right, well, let's just stop there. I, I have another page and a half that I didn't get to, but that's okay. I think there was things I got to that I didn't expect to get to, but I, I committed that to the Lord. Let's stand together this morning. <coughs> let's just sing, There is power in the name of Jesus. the infallibility of God's spoken word. Brother Bram says, in all the up and down, we're making this foundation. We're climbing each day higher and higher. Each day brings me one round higher as I move up, up, up. 
If anything happens, if I fall along the road or something happens to me, there's a great host of angels standing there to pick me up. Come on, we're marching up towards Zion to that beautiful city of God. Oh, it can't fail. There's no failing in it. It doesn't rest upon what I do. It rests upon what He did. Amen. It's already finished. The believer once anchored in Christ Jesus coming through the door back there, put on this highway, you can't get any way but straight up to God with it. Angels to take care of you. God made a way of this. God knew you would be in the flesh. He knew you would have flusterations. He knew I would have them. But he also made a place for you to come to, a, a, an absolute, an inner rest. You can't explain it to anybody, but you can enter into that place. Why don't we just sing this chorus just to change the atmosphere? I don't know if Pilate knew what was before him, but before him was the God of all the ages. I don't know if this world knows what's here right now, but the Spirit of God coming into a people. They, they, the world is not worthy of that. Not that we're any better. We're still in the flesh, but there's something else inside of us. Let's just sing, we are standing on holy ground. We are standing on holy ground, and I know that there are angels all around. Let us. just to bow your heads this morning. If you could play uh, My Heart is Open. This morning this last week just kind of caught a picture 
of how close that other world is. And we don't know the day or the hour we'll be called on. But while we have today, friends, let's make our calling and election sure. If there's something that you're holding on to, maybe you say, oh, Brother Ed, you, you are picking on me, but I want you to think a little higher. Maybe it's, maybe the Holy Spirit was speaking this morning. If you want to go a little higher, why don't you open your heart to Him this morning? If you feel like you, I'll, I'll be honest, Late last year, I found to myself I couldn't even enter into prayer because the world had me running on so many levels. And I determined I'm going to shut some of the world out. I'm not going to speak the devil's language. I'm not going to allow them to push my buttons. But I want to be caught up in a place with the Lord Jesus. If you want and you have a need that way this morning and you want to just make it between you and the Lord and you want to raise your hand this morning Lord I need more of you I need more of the Spirit of Christ I need to be less engaged with this world around me I believe the Holy Spirit's calling us higher today friends we are the bride of Jesus Christ We are not of this world, we're in this world. God knows our susceptibility, but if you open your heart to Him this morning, our sister's playing that. Why don't we just sing part of that chorus and then we'll just pray. Brother Andrew, I'm going to ask you to come and pray for us. My heart is open. 